0: most people look at trust as blind faith i trust you means you're going to do everything good and you're going to do everything i want you're going to do everything right you're going to do everything correct that's not trust that is blatant insanity trust is trust is um i trust that you're going to be who you are in every moment which allows the person to fuck up it allows the person to make the mistakes but also it doesn't have it doesn't put you in a position where you are fixated on the expectation that you have of them, which the only thing that does is it eliminates your awareness of what's, what's actually going on.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Mental Purpose Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Lobos. Today, we're gonna to talk about relationships. That's right, it might scare you, it might intrigue you. You know me, if this is not your first time listening, you know we're gonna get deep. We're gonna ask every question you probably wanna know. Maybe some that you don't want to know the answer to. Yet we're going to give you that level of honesty and vulnerability and truth and clarity so that you can you can make your decisions with it. That's the best thing is we're providing the information for you to make great decisions. And that's on you. Now, my guest today is Brendan Watt. You may remember Brendan, he was on the podcast about a year and a half ago in 2020. We had a great time, a lot of positive feedback, and I wanted to have Brendan back on because I've grown. He's grown. The world has grown. Let's see what relationships have in store today. So that's what we're talking about. Now, the question I have for you is, when's the last time you had genuine belly laughing fun in your relationship? Forget about your relationship for a second. When's the last time you had genuine belly laughing fun in your personal life, like with yourself? And today, what we're going to talk about is a ton of stuff. Let me just... Let me just go into a couple things and then we'll, we'll get into it and we'll get this over, this intro over quick. So if you haven't joined the mental purpose community yet, you need to join today. We are growing like crazy over 700 members in there. It's an ecosystem. It's a bunch of like-minded people who love personal development. They love evolution of themselves and they are all looking to push and uh, push to the next level. And if that's you, then you'll fit in. It's free. And it's got free coaching and it's got free exercises and free giveaways and contests and ways to win hours of my time for free to get free advisement and coaching and whatever. So join the group, right? If you're ready to roll, join the mastermind. We've got a bunch of free resources for you. You want to be involved in this. We've got an assessment for you uh, to figure out just where you are in life and where you even need to start. You might be ready for the assessment, which is free you may be ready to go all in on the mastermind, which is paid, or you may be just ready to join the free group and start being vulnerable and talking to some people about some, some challenges you have. That's it. No problem. So let me tell you what we're going to talk about today. It's a lot. I can tell you it's a lot. It's an hour long episode and it is juicy to the very end. So today we're going to talk about first and foremost, getting in relationship with you and not me being one of those people that uses a relationship to solve something that you're missing. And if you're in a relationship and you did that, just be honest about it and start to correct it. We're going to talk about being in a bad relationship versus being in none at all and why people do that. Um, working on yourself first. We're going to talk about vision casting your ideal relationship. I call it building a dating profile. And I build dating profiles for, for all kinds of stuff in my business life, and my personal life. We're going to talk about trust in relationships conditions in relationships, outcome setting in relationships and the dangers of all those things. Why people stay in relationships, good and bad. The three elements of a good relationship. We're going to learn how to stress test our relationship. We're going to figure out the missing ingredients in a relationship. There's five of them. See if you can grab them. They're almost at the end. We're going to talk about being curious about your partner. And how? when's the last time you were just curious about what's possible with your partner, what's possible for their lives, how you can help them, how you can assist them? When's the last time you did that? Or did you get into a rut and kids came along after you got married and you're in this job or you started this business and every day is the freaking same? Well, this is your wake-up call. It's your wake-up call. Take it or don't take it. Either way, the information is there for you to do something with. And we're asking you to make a decision. Because if you don't have the results you want for your life, Make a decision. Make a different decision today than you have been, and you'll get different results. That's it. Cool. All right. Let me tell you a little bit about Brennan. Let's get rocking. So Brennan is a speaker, entrepreneur, and life mentor. He's the co-author of the best-selling book, Relationship, Are You Sure You'll Want One? And is a co-founder of Relationship Done Different Workshop Series. Brennan is the CFO of Access Consciousness. He's been transforming lives in 174 countries, facilitating classes and workshops all over the world, and encouraging others to step out of judgment and into a more authentic, fulfilling life. Sounds awesome, right? Brendan is is well regarded, and we know this from the last episode. He's dead honest. Maybe he drops more f bombs than I do. Uh, for his, he, he's well regarded for his honest, pragmatic, and sometimes irreverent approach to love, sex, and relationships. He's available to provide a wide range of relationship. Uh, tips, topics, advice specifically designed to help the millions of couples who are dealing with challenges in their relationships. You ready? Let's do it. Enjoy. All right, Brendan, back for a second time, man. I honestly had a great time with you the first time and we talked about relationships and, and here's the thing. Here we are a year and a half later. I'm an evolved guy. You're a more evolved guy. This podcast is more evolved. The brand is more involved. And I still have the same first question, which is why do people so desperately want to be in a relationship when most people in relationships are freaking miserable?
0: (laughs) I love that you put me on the spot with that question. (laughs) Hello. Um, (laughs) um, Well, it's like it's part of our conditioning, you know, like when I was... Growing up, it was, it was rammed into my head about you've got to have a relationship and you've got to, you know, there were certain things that are must-haves that in order to, um, in order to fit in, in order to belong, in order to fulfill the image that everybody tells you you should be, that was the, probably the number, well, yeah. that, kids, and career were the three top ones. And so I did all of those thinking, well, that's what I should do, but it never made me happy. It was always looking for what's something else yeah. I can find outside of me that's going to make me happy. And talk about pressure. Like the pressure we put on our relationships with that is insane. So so for me, it's like, you know, I talk to people about like beginning yeah. with creating one with yourself, you know, and having it so that it's like if you have one with yourself, like if you have – um, vulnerability with yourself, if you have trust with yourself, if you have gratitude with yourself, then you stop looking for the relationship to, to determine what you can and cannot have in your own life. You start having the relationship as, yeah. you know what, this can be an addition. This can make my life greater. It's a great way to put it. It can be an
1: addition it. and it's not the source for creating it. That's a really good way to put it. There, There's so many people Yeah. Yeah, dude, there's well, so I many that. people out there that they're miserable in who they are, miserable in their lives, and they get into a relationship, like you said, to 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 calm something, fill something, uh, have something, not have another thing, maybe like loneliness or lo- loneliness or anxiety or whatever. And people, what's your experience with people that's like? So you have that that drives people because societal pressure about relationships, especially cultural pressure is to drive people to do some stupid shit. But like what I find like in our coaching business is more people stay in relationships to be in the relationship, knowing that it sucks, knowing that it's toxic, knowing that it's draining their life force, but they'd rather be in a relationship than on their own. That's yeah. crazy, right?
0: Yeah. Well, and it's, it's an actual study. They've done studies that 90% of people in this study would rather have a bad relationship than no relationship at all. So in that, in setting, you've already set yourself up for misery, basically. And see, one of the things that we do is, you get in a relationship like that, it fulfills something that you've decided lacks in your world. So therefore, you're not willing to lose the person in that relationship. Now, the trap with that is, is anyone that you're not willing to lose, you cannot expand beyond the size of what their, basically what their world is, because in order to do that, you would go beyond what would, what would maintain that um, comfort zone with them. So it just, it sets us up as this trap. And that's why you'll see people in relationship and they'll go, well, I can't get any bigger because I don't want to lose you. And the other person's going, well, I can't get any bigger because I don't want to lose you. So you're both trapped when it's neither person's point of view really. Like when you actually care about someone and you're like just like if if you jump first, like if you go for it and like and just start creating this magical life, I know I can do it too, but we don't do that. We we sit back and we we use our relationships. One of the big things we do is we use our relationships as a justification for why we won't create our own lives. And that sounds really harsh, but I've done it a lot. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we do it and it's, it's like, well, what's another choice that we have? What's interesting is to think about all the
1: other choices. Like when we're programmed for that habit, when we seek the external to calm the internal, right? That that could be addiction to drugs and alcohol or gambling or sex or porn. Um, no one no one says workaholic is a disease no one says people say alcoholism is a disease drug addiction is a disease but like the the drug addi- the drug addict and the alcoholic are not looked at in the same format in our society as the workaholic which may be worse for the greater good right alcoholism is affecting you and then the greater good. You're being at the office all the time and thinking you have to work because it's satisfying this weak level insecurity in you that that is from childhood that you're never going to be good enough. if You don't work hard and have the money like now. What we're doing is we're we're basing so much of our internal dialogue feelings world on external shit. It's not just relationships. That's a, that's a habit that's created. And that's probably why we seek external, this external relationship for, uh, for like validation and for this calming and for this, uh, coping. And like, I remember one of those things you said last time was our willingness to lose anything is what controls us. So I want to go a little bit more into that. Like, I want to go more into this, the staying in a relationship, even though, you know, it's the worst thing for you so that you're just in a relationship and you'd rather be in a bad, shitty, toxic relationship than not have one at all. Like, Let's dig into that a little bit more because I know there's somebody listening right now and I I always, uh, always, I think I said it to you last time too, I always go back to this Dane Cook bit from 2004 where these two girls are, he's doing this skit and these two girls are talking and she's like, Jenny, you just got to get out of there. He's such an asshole. And Jenny goes, yeah, I, I know. He, he sucks. He's the worst. But he has all my CDs in his truck, and I can only get them one at a time. And so, like, I'm going to need to le- at least endure six more months of abuse to get all my CDs back. And, like, go listen to it on YouTube. It's funny as shit the way Dane says it. But that's real. That's reality. People are making up and justifying the most wacky shit to stay in a toxic relationship. What else is it doing to people staying
0: well it's basically it's giving you a good excuse once again for not creating your life I mean and that comfort zone of um, predictability and knowing what's next is oftentimes more valuable to people than the unpredictability and what you can't define and what you can't control which is you know what this relationship I know it's not working for me which is the first step is is brutal honesty with sure. yourself. That has to come into it. And and I see that for a lot of us, we've we've lost the desire and the tenacity for that. Like to really go after, you know what, whatever it takes, whatever I lose, I really have to find out what's true for me. Sure. And you can have that in a relationship as well. Like you can, because that's the other thing we do is we'll stop ourselves going, well, I don't want to like find out what's true for me because what if she doesn't like it? right Or what if he doesn't like, you know, so we stop ourselves with that. It's like, you've got to start with, you know what, if the relationship dissolves because I'm choosing to discover me, like truly discover me, then the relationship dissolves. Okay. You know, and, and oftentimes because of that, you're both going to get greater anyway. Yeah. You're just, but it's this. Go Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to say, it's one of the things that we, we we avoid is the, is the greatness of us it's one thing to look at the shitty parts of sure. you you know with sure. this brutal honesty you can go you know what i'm a total dick i you know i can be an arsehole i drink too much i smoke too much I, for whatever you know and it's like that's one thing to look at the negative judgment of yourself but what about like looking at the greatness of you yeah that's one thing that we usually do not expose to ourselves that's never, that, that can't be, maybe it's
1: uh, personified in a relationship. That is something that every human has to work on. And I think we hide in a relationship because we don't want to work on ourselves. I mean, I, I mean, this is my story. my whole business is based on human involvement and, and so is yours really. It's, it's based on people, people <laughs> growing or not growing and the challenges and the results that come from either growth or not growth. And um, I remember last time we talked about relationships during pandemic and now obviously it's, it's a little bit different now, but like the number one thing that you have to do is you have to find you. The relationship can't define you. And if it does, you're setting yourself up for major disaster. And if you have children, like you're setting that next generation up for disaster or for at least a limited existence. Limited in terms of what yeah. could be, right? Yeah. yeah, it's
0: crazy. Well, yeah, and it's like, I mean, if you look at the way that the world has, I want to say evolved, but more so say devolved with the way that we create ourselves like that. Like, and, and it's not one of the things we have to get to also is it's not wrong. Because the other thing that we do is we go, you know, I see people who go straight into the, oh, now I'm bad, now I'm terrible, well, now I'm wrong, which stops you again. Sure. The judgment only destroys you, you know, so we've got to go, okay, here's what is, here's what I've chosen, here's what I've created, what would I actually like? And what, in, like, we've got to be inspired more, like, got to look for those things. What inspires me? Like, what makes me want to take that next step? Sure.
1: sure. What does somebody do... Listen, let's not let's not pretend like it's not awkward when someone starts to to grow or evolve themselves in in a relationship. And then, uh, you know, challenging conversations need to be have or shares need to be had. How does somebody open that box up, so to speak, or that can of worms up or that, you know, that like hidden part of their life up? And one, break through the awkwardness and two, do it in a way to where their partner can actually receive it and potentially be on board. I'm not saying they have to be. I'm just saying like I know plenty of men who want to change and their wives kind of want to stay the same. And the the men yeah. are starting to have conversations with their wives in a very structured format that are allowing their wives to open up. And what they're realizing is what their wives have been hurt by the trauma that their wives have had both in childhood or young adulthood and in the relationship. And it's messing these guys up even more. And I say, you got to stick with it. Like you got to keep going. What can people do to kind of fight through that awkwardness and just start having these
0: conversations? Well, I would say, first of all, it's like being questioned as much as, as much as possible with it. So it's like not, not going into those conversations with, like, with a fixed point of view, not going into a conversation like that, guns blazing, not going into a conversation like that with any expected result or outcome, because as soon as you do that, you've already created judgment. Right. You're already demanding, you're already demanding that they be something that you've decided they should be. So, I would say it's like, be as vulnerable as you can, and and it's like, like, I've had these conversations, where it's, you know what, I something's got to change. Like I would really like it if we could take, go on a different um, journey with this. We're going down one path. What if we change direction and went down this path yeah. and include them, but also yeah. not make it um, a necessity for them to join you. Yeah.
1: There's a, there's a quote you brought up last time. I just pulled it up. It says the, re- the relationships that are most likely to fail right now are those where the parties are waiting for the relationship to go back to normal. The relationships that are going to succeed are yeah. those where the parties are saying, "Okay, there's no yesterday anymore. How do we create a future together? What do we want the future of our relationship to look like? What choices do we need to make today to create a future together?" It's so clear. Like, wow! It's being. A-
0: I say some cool shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great, man. I thought it was really great because <laughs> it puts people into a box, not a box like limiting. It's yeah. like make a decision, make a decision. Yeah. And
0: make it Yeah.
1: Just make yeah. a decision.
0: Well Yeah, and recognize it's like whose relationship are you trying to create? Yeah. Is my question. That's the other thing we do is let like I'll see, you know, I see these people on social media, or I see these people in a movie, or I see these people down the street holding hands or you know, doing whatever. And it's like what what world have you tapped into that they live in that you're trying to create that's not your world? Sure. So it's like, you know, we're all unique and in a relationship, you've got two unique creatures, what two unique creatures that have never created what you're trying to create together. So it's like, what would you create it as if it could be anything for you? Sure. And it's like, and that's that where Like the honesty starts to come in, like say for like listening to this, it's like, start like, like even write down a list of 10 things that would be epic to create in a relationship. And then it's like, and then you start getting this. And that list is for you, for you only. So it doesn't have to be, oh, I'm going to show my mates this and they're going to think I'm an idiot. It's, you know, this is for me. And that could be anything. But then you start getting a sense of what to ask for. Not, and here's the other thing, not to ask the other person for. Because once again, that's an expectation. It's to ask of yourself sure. and ask of of and just, and to ask so that you actually can see what choices you have available to contribute to it. Yeah. It's like, you know, and I want to say that thing that you said too, because I so get it like that thing with, um, um, people basically staying in this, staying in a relationship, um, when knowing it's toxic, like I, Gary Douglas, the founder of access consciousness, which is the company I work with and and you know, travel and do all this stuff, which which is epic. Um, just putting a plug in there, access consciousness. <laughs> but um, he was working with this lady like 20 years ago, and she was um, she was just her. She'd been in a relationship, married for like 20 years, and her husband left her, and she was hysterical. Like six months after this, and he was processing her and and talking to her about it, and couldn't get her out of it. And he said, "Okay, so wait a minute." Uh, what did you? Uh, when did you leave this relationship? Six months before the marriage, or six months after? Energetically, when did you leave it? And she went, "Oh, six months before." And, and he said, "Okay, what happened six months before?" And she said, "Well, we'd already sent out the invitations. She already knew six months before the wedding that she was done with the relationship, but she married this guy, stayed with him for twenty years Damn. because they'd spent four hundred and eighty dollars on invitations." <laughs> Once again, like I say, and I say it like that, and you could, like, we can all have a bit of a chuckle about but it's that. It's real. Though. But for me, it's, it's real. like, it's real. Yeah. Like, look at where you look. Look at where you do that, and I'm like, oh, I've seen where I've done that too. Sure. You know, you know, I,
1: I, I have a story that I don't think a lot of people know, so I'm going to be careful in telling this. Uh, I was engaged um, in 2006 to a wonderful girl, oh. and we were set to be married in August of 20 uh, 2007 and three weeks around three weeks before the wedding, I just wasn't, I wasn't feeling it and I called it off Mm -hmm. and it was really awkward and really uncomfortable and I just felt something that it just wasn't right. Like I, I wasn't getting married for the right reasons and we weren't meant to be together and we were great friends and she's an incredible person and we just weren't meant to stay, to be married. And so I know what it 's like to face an awkward, uncomfortable conversation, especially one where there are a shit ton of money has been paid, and there 's no deposits coming back. You know what I mean yeah. and I know the empowerment that it or like the confidence and the empowerment it meat it took to make those decisions, and we actually made it together, and it was still didn 't make it any less awkward or uncomfortable, but that shit can happen and in I'm glad that happened because, like my dad said to me, he goes, "Look, I support whatever decision you make. Just know that one decision has a lot more long-term effects on it than the other. You need to figure out which one that is." And I was like, yeah. "Fair, okay." So let me ask you something. The
0: your dad's awesome. You talked about <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hard, he, huh? He's and he the way the way he empowers you to choose is yeah. like, man, don't. For, for a lot of people listening, I'm sure you're kind of in the same position sure. as me. Don't you wish you had a dad like
1: that? <laughs> I'm very, very, very grateful and fortunate to have a dad that empowers me to make decisions. Now, I've been really um, stupid and not listened to him because he would always say, look, man, my, my, my advice already has already has the expense to it. I already paid the price. So my advice is actually free to you. You're actually ahead of the game for my advice because you didn't have to pay in time or money or lessons or anything. So you can take my advice, which is free, or you can learn on your own, which costs you money and time. It's your call. Whatever you do, it'll be great. And that was like, that is very, that's how I kind of make choices with my kids and give them the power of choice. When, it, when a kid has a power of choice, yeah. they feel empowered. They feel confident because an adult is trusting them to make a decision
0: true story. True, and there's nothing more valuable than that knowing that they can and then the other
1: part is by the way um where trauma could come in is if if a kid makes a decision that the the adult didn't want them to make yet the adult empowered them and this is what my dad didn't do uh which is nice and i know other parents who have it's like don't get down on the kid for making the decision and meanwhile the kid's like well didn't you fucking tell me i can make whatever decision i want like well, now it came with conditions. Well, you didn't tell me the conditions before. Now this decision had conditions. And now I'm going to learn to not trust you. Yep. And I'm going to learn to not trust myself yep. or people that empower me.
0: Yeah. And the, yeah. Yeah. Yep, true story. And the, cycle, and the cycle. Yeah, totally.
1: So with that lady's example of like, you know, 20 years into this relationship, like, what do you see when people get out of relationships like that? Are they fighting through major depression from the regret? of like 20 years of their lives and their insecurity to make a decision, like just took 20 years of their lives away. Like what are people facing?
0: No. Well, well, I would say they're actually, um, they're actually facing the reality that they knew, but they didn't act on what they know. They acted on what they should have and what they should be able to change rather than, you know what, what do I actually know about this? Like, and that's, that's one of the things, you know, I, I like talking to people about is what do you know? Like empowering people to go, what do you know with this? And like one of the things is like for me, I, I, I say like how many choices have you made in your life that you knew weren't going to turn out but you made it anyway? Yeah. And we can all we can all um, sympathize with that one. We've all, you know, been home with somebody who knew it wasn't going to be a good idea or we've, you know, made a business choice I totally. knew wasn't going to be a good idea and it turned out like that but rather than go oh I actually knew that what would it take for me to actually trust that knowing in the future we go back into oh now I'm terrible now I'm evil now I'm wrong it's like for that lady after 20 years as soon as she as soon as he asked her that question and she acknowledged it it set her free yeah. She got some freedom from it because that was the lie that was keeping her stuck was that she was heartbroken. She wasn't heartbroken. Huh. She was pissed off right. herself for not fucking acting on it <laughs> right. 20 years yeah. ago.
1: Yeah, and look, I know that there's probably, there was probably good times in there. Yet, when you yeah. – like again, here's, really. here's my dad's advice. I said, Dad, I'm going to take on this partnership a couple years ago. And he said, uh, cool, man. Like You guys are going to make a lot of money together. That's awesome. You trust the guy? And I said, yeah, I trust him. I trust him i trust him about you know he said what well, what percentage out of 100 and i said about 90 and he goes Here, here's what i'll tell you trust is 100 or zero make whatever choice you want and that choice cost me over a million dollars over a million dollars because that 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 partner stole a shit ton of money and defaulted on a bunch of loans and did a bunch of illegal shit um which you know like to our justice system this kid should be in jail for the amount of people and the amount of money he stole but mm. the, there's no ju- there's there's no like there's no justice system because there's it have to be me going and doing this thing over here and I have to make him wrong and that means I'm right and I'm spending my money on a lawyer like I don't want to go through all that so I just moved on yeah but he said like yeah. in in relationships and I want to get your take on this most people can't trust their partner because they don't trust themselves. And, and in, in my opinion, I just want to get your take on this. People are getting into relationships because they trust the partner more than they trust them. But how do you trust somebody more than you trust yourself? Like, is, does that actually work?
0: Well, I think we've got the whole trust thing back to front as yeah. well. It's like most people, most people look at trust as blind faith. I trust you means you're going to do everything good and you're going to do everything I want. You're going to do everything right. You're going to do everything correct. That's not trust. That is blatant insanity. (laughs) Trust is, trust is um, I trust that you're going to be who you are in every moment, which allows the person to fuck up. It allows the person to make the mistakes, but also it doesn't have, it doesn't, put you in a position where you are fixated on the expectation that you have of them, which the only thing that does is it eliminates your awareness of what's, what's actually going on. Like if you, you're in a relationship with somebody, for example, and you're like, they're faithful to me and they, you know, and they um, would never do this against me and blah, 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 whatever that is, is that trust or is that a decision that you've came yeah. to that now doesn't allow you to actually have an awareness of what's really going on?
1: That's the, it's the ladder. It's the ladder. At least, at least, the two of, of this, us,
0: right? Yeah. Well, yeah. But it's like, but see, even in like looking at that, most of us don't want to have that level of. Um, once again, as long as you can trust somebody from decision, then you can hold on to them. Yeah, and you can maintain that connection. What you know, I'm in a relationship with somebody, and it's like, okay, so I trust you to be who you're going to be. That's, that's it, period. Sure. And if I'm not at, if I'm not at that space, I am expecting something of her that creates a separation between us. And it's like, and I do, I still get where I do it. And I go, okay, is this truly the relationship I desire to create? And if it's not, that's where you've got to have a look at yourself and go, Hmm, this might be really uncomfortable for me to look at right now, but there's some shit I need to change for like, me for this to work. But
1: most people stay in relationship, what for convenience?
0: Uh, convenience, comfort, a distraction, you know, like you said before, the thing with, um, alcohol, drugs, porn, sex, you know, all of those major addictions. Um, basically you, that's the finished product is the addiction is the, is the alcohol or is the drugs or is the sex or is the relationship. That's not what lays underneath it, and most of us have our main addiction is to judgment, wrongness, and also not being present in our lives with ourselves and what's true for huh. us. You know, I um, and I get it. I, I I get it. It's like being present in your life and actually getting a sense of what's true for you. It, it that makes you a little bit of an anomaly in this world. You at account, self lot.
1: responsibility and accountability. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is I've never liked the news. I've never liked politics. I, I, think, I think most politicians, 99% of them, are gigantic children that have the emotional intelligence of an 8-year-old. And they are literally in this power-hungry, out-to-make-you-wrong, even if it is in, is in disservice to the people, I'm still going to make you wrong because I have to be right. Most of them. There are some good yeah. guys out there, severely outweighed by the jerk offs and I think about like I think about conditions that people place on the relationship and on the partner in the relationship and I, I want to get your opinion on that like i i watch I watch the mm-hmm. like if I accidentally catch the news, I look at the conditions that people are are, are that are being placed on the population by politicians by the news media like and those are just exacerbated from the conditions we put on ourselves in our relationship and our partner in the relationship in my opinion so like what are your thoughts on i'm going to say the dangers of of outcome right of a certain outcome of a relationship like hey it's time it's been a little bit too long here (laughs) let's pop a ring on that finger right an outcome or i'm leaving if we don't get married, I'm leaving, which means the relationship wasn't a, a present moment, like pure thing. It was a vehicle to a condition thing. And I know that's going to ring hard with some people ring true and maybe hard with some people. Like what, what are the dangers in putting an outcome on our relationship? Like, let's just call it like marriage or babies. And then what are what are the dangers of putting conditions on your partner like if you do this for me i'll love you if you do that for me i won't love you if you do this for me i'll take care of you if you do that for me like
0: well don't you love that unconditional love until you piss me (laughs) off and then it has (laughs) conditions (laughs) right but i would say i would say you said it perfectly at the start when you started talking about politicians yeah I would look at it in your relationship and say and, and look at it and question yourself and, and look and go, Am I being a politician here or am I being or am I being a statesman? Mm. And a statesman a statesman is somebody who is there to empower all. It's someone who's there to bring our world forward, whereas a politician is basically to get um, to the next to, to get reelected and to get to be right and to get their slice of the pie. Sure. And it's like if you look at that in your relationship and went, you know what? I'm here to empower both of us. And I do get where I've got this shit in my world where I I need to get married or I need to have kids, but you need, you guys have got to talk about that straight up because if that's a deal breaker for you, rather than try to change that person into being the person that you think they should be, is you go, you know what? I actually really desire kids. So this isn't going to work. That honesty, just that honesty alone is going to open your whole life up. Sure.
1: What's the, but there's a lot of fear there. I, I have a bunch of friends from college who got tired of dating, and the next one that came along, they settled. They, they settled down. Really, operative word is settled. And uh, uh-huh. and they live these mediocre lives. And I'm not saying like mediocre based on money or like success or a job or anything like that. I'm talking mediocrity in terms of what could be. It could be yeah. uh-huh. way better. And then you yeah. have that mindset from that lady, which was, "I oh, fuck, I've been in it for so long. I might as well just stick this thing out. It's, it's better to stay in than it is to get out and be alone and have to go date while I'm, when I'm 45 or 50 years old. Yet, maybe all this comes down to self-worth and self-value and self-love where somebody doesn't respect themselves enough to actually think that they're worth it to go out and find someone who values them without conditions. That's a, that's a, that's a powerful thing to do.
0: Yeah. And you've got to like, you know, and I get it where people will get into a relationship like that and settle down, but it's like, you know, you, so we talk about three elements of a good Like in the stuff that I do, three elements of a good relationship is good in bed, they let you do whatever the fuck you want. You let them do whatever the fuck they want. And they contribute financially, which means they not they don't give you money, but they contribute an energy to your creativity. Okay. Those three things, anything above and beyond that is a bonus. And when you look at it like that, you go, oh, yeah, I actually, I, I like having sex with them. They, they let me create my life. Like they, they don't stop me and they contribute energy there you go now what could we create beyond that is a whole different universe then you have a platform from which you can build from not we got to get like i mean how bored do you get when you go you know what, i've got to get married and do all of this and do all of this my question is my question to people is who are you being right yeah. now yeah you know cuz if i did that i would be being my mother yeah and I've used that same question with parenting as well. Like I've come down on my son for different things. And, and then I go, wait a minute, that did not feel at all like me. Who am I being right now? Oh, my dad. Okay, you know what? I am not him. I am not my father. It is not my life. It is not That is not the way I live. And change your point of view. Because that's the other thing is our point, our point of view alone is what creates our reality. Yeah. yeah. So you have the point of view that this yeah. is. The relationship is miserable. I can guarantee you, you're in a miserable relationship.
1: Point of view is what creates your reality. Yeah, yeah. I like that's a, that's really well said. You know, there's something that you said to me last time that I took as a gospel. Like I, I asked you at the end of the interview, um, what is like the one piece of advice that you have that I literally walk downstairs. Uh, this is at, back in my house in Maryland when I lived in Maryland. Now I live in L.A. I remember walking downstairs and my wife, um, I, think the, I think our son, who's going to be two tomorrow, was like three months old, maybe four months old last time I talked to you. And you said, uh-huh. here's my best piece of advice. Stress test your relationship every day. And I was like, huh, that's really good advice. And I literally incorporated that into my coaching practice, into my relationship. Like, I help people through it. I have an episode with Meredith and I that are 10 tips to stress test your relationship on a daily basis. And people go, Well, why would you want to do that? Isn't that torture? And I go, If you ride a bike across a bike bridge, let's say the bike bridge is built out of steel, everything's good. I don't remember if you gave me this or not. I I may have, you may have.
0: Thank you. You may have got it off yeah. someone else, so I don't I, I made up a it, part but, of it, and know. I got the
1: foundation off of somebody. Um, you ride a bike across a steel bike bridge, you're good. You ride a car across uh-huh. a steel bike bridge, you need to check on it a little bit more than than when bikes are riding across it. You're not having steel flex and rivets popping and stress cracks and fractures happening. You start riding cars across it, you got a lot more flex, a lot more torque, and now you need to look. But what you need to look at is not like – down the side and go it's good you don't need to look at the first girder you need to get your ass up underneath that thing and look at the inside the hidden dark scary cracks and corners of the steel beams and where they meet and where the welds are because you've got to look for microscopic cracks that when a train hits that bridge it's going to decimate it and if a train hits that bridge it's done now, maybe a train hitting the bridge, even if you're stress testing it and checking it and, you know, daily or weekly, it'll still mess it up. Maybe it'll collapse it, but it won't be like mangled. And that's the same thing in a relationship that I got from you was let's talk about all the shit that scares us. Let's talk about all the shit that's really uncomfortable like sex and money and the weird shit we want to do in bed. Yeah. Let's talk about it because then resentment isn't yeah. there. Everything's out in the yeah. open. And I, yep. I, I did this episode last August, which just 10 ways that my wife and I stress test our relationship. And people call me still today and they're like, how do you do that? I'm like, it's a habit. It's a habit. You don't just roll up to your wife and go, hey, listen, I, we know we've been married for five years, but I really like this in bed. You haven't been doing it and I'm pissed off about it. You got to build up to that point. Yeah. So I want you to talk about that. The way you explained it was you should destroy and, and uncreate your relationship daily. That's That's how you put it.
0: Yep. Yeah, well, it's like that's the that's keeps you on the creative edge of your relationship. You're not expecting it just to show up because you were in it yesterday. You're going, you know what? Yesterday is done, and even with the upset and all that stuff that goes on yesterday, it's still the there's still stuff that you have to look at. But don't bring the don't bring it all forward with it. Yeah. See it see it with fresh eyes. You know, and see it from the perspective of what it is today. Because the other thing is, is we, 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 each and every one of us change daily. And I'm not the same person I was yesterday. And you're not the same person you were yesterday. We're different. So we need to allow ourselves to be that in our relationships. Also, it's like I was having a conversation with, um. you know, with my partner this morning. And I was like, and I was looking at things because I was like, there's, there's this, I get this energy where there's a separation there between us. And I'm like, I really like to change that. And I know where I ch- do expectation that creates it. So rather than just ignore it, I'm like, well, I'll just bring it up. Sure. I bring it up. It's there, you know, and, and let's either look at it or I'm at least going to acknowledge the elephant in the what room. What were
1: you afraid of though? in bringing it up? Cause that, that's, that's going to point something out to the, to the audience listening. The reason why you wouldn't bring it up is because of this. What is that?
0: The reason why I wouldn't, the the reason why I wouldn't bring it up is I would already have an expectation that they can't hear it or that it's going to create upset. And it's like, for me, I'm like, you know what, if it creates upset and we're going to get further because of it, I'm bringing it up. If I'm bringing it up because if I'm bringing it up because I expect her to change, that's where I've shot myself in the foot. I've shot her in the foot and I've created a kink in the relationship. And that's the thing is you, we cannot have projections, expectations, or judgments sure. in it, or it just de- it destroys it. Yeah, understood. Totally understood. So, but that, once that takes balls it does. to actually have the vulnerability and go, you know what, I fucked up, or I've got this shit here where I notice I'm creating this upset, um, and I just want you to know that I'm looking at it, yeah. like this is what's here for me right now that is a level of vulnerability that will create, um, that can create so much more receiving for both of you in the relationship. I like
1: the way you put that vulnerability creates receiving.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the vulnerability is the no walls up, no barriers to anything. It's, it's total receiving. So it's when we, the, the, what we do with the projection or the expectation is we've, we've done that with judgment. So as soon as you go to judgment, you have created separation. And then you go, in order to maintain the separation, you can only receive that, which maintains the distance. So it's like, and, and that may sound a little like science, whatever, but it's like, but it makes sense energetically because you go, oh, when I expect this of somebody, I can see that I do definitely eliminate receiving.
1: Interesting. Hmm.
0: Rather than, you know what, this, who, this is the person who's in front of me right now. They are them. They're creating their, their reality based on the choices that they make. You have no control over that.
1: It's a really great way of putting it. Yeah, that's a really great way of putting it.
0: Because you're right. It's
1: well. Let's let, let's think about what the what the catalyst to that is. That's self growth. That's that's committing to personal development on a daily basis. That's really focusing on you, being selfish, understanding who you are, and being vulnerable and accountable. Like in our in our men on purpose community, we have coaching, free coaching, twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays. I love yeah, that. and 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 it's oh. and I struggled with it for a long time because I thought. I don't want to give so much away for free. And then I had a coach who gave me so much up front that I was like, damn, dude, if you're putting this much into the free, what do you put into it when I pay? And so I just, I I love and adopted that philosophy. And so we do two hours of free coaching a week. Uh, Anybody can join in in the mental purpose community. And one of the things that um, I tell people is like, you have to make the commitment to you. You have to be selfish. And if you're not selfish in a good way, right, against the way that mom and dad and society and school taught us not to be, when you are selfish and you put you first, there's so much that can be created there. There's so much that's possible there because you get to know you. You are vulnerable with you. And guys in our group in the mental purpose community, like you're a part of a crew that you could drop some real deep shit and no one's going to judge. Everybody's going to rush to hold you up and put their hands on your back and say, we got yeah. you, dude. So, so, so uh, an inner circle, an ecosystem of people around you who support you for real, they're actually going to lead to you having a better relationship, in my opinion. Because if everybody's complaining about their husbands yeah. in your girls' group, or everybody's complaining about their wives in your boys' group, what are you naturally going to do? You don't want to be the outcast. It's like, Hey man, I have a fantastic relationship. My wife's incredible. I, I, I literally, at, the, at yep. the end of 2020, I went on a camping trip with a bunch of guys and they all sat around trashing their wives. And when it came around to me, you're like, what about you? What about your wife, man? And I was like, uh, sorry guys. My wife's pretty incredible. She supports me. She tolerates me. That's a pretty incredible person who puts up with a guy like me and my bullshit. And so I got nothing to complain about. I mean, I'm sure there's things that I want to be a little different. I, they're just not necessities in my opinion. Like my wife's everything that I want. And maybe not every – or she's everything that I need. Maybe she's not everything that I want. There's some things that are like fantasies to me or like outliers. I'm very happy with what I've got, you know. I think everything could be, always be
0: better. Well, and that's – that's, but that's allowing her to be what she is. And it's like, and that's the thing is, you know, things, things can always be greater, but it's not having the expectation that the other person should be the one fulfilling that. Yes. Yes. It's allowing it to be greater. And it's like, isn't it interesting how we do that? Like you'd sit around and people would sit around and trash their relationship. (laughs) It's like, I'm more, I'm, you know, for me, it's like, I'm more along the lines of what you're talking about. It's like, I actually, I'm in the relationship with somebody. I really care yeah. about her. Yeah, you know, she ain't. She definitely ain't perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I care about the girl, and it's like you know, you're you, I'm me, and it's just it's funny how we do certain things that like it's going to build some ego or build some status or build some image, and it's like where where did we go as as like truly having the desire to seek who we actually are. Sure. Because when I know for me, if I was to do that to trash not just not just my girlfriend or somebody like anybody like if I if I'm doing judgment of anybody or anything, I'm not being no. me. I need to have a serious look at what what I'm choosing right now. Because if I'm doing judgment, I am not being me. It is not making me lighter, and it is not creating a greater world. What the fuck am I choosing? And that is where I think like for me and I I. That's the way that – and especially lately, it's like I will have strong talks with myself if I'm doing that shit. You know what? I've got to get myself in check. If I'm fucking doing this shit and expecting a greater life, I am being an idiot. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs>
1: so, uh, so that's
0: how we, you know, like
1: <laughs> – I was going to ask you as we wrap up here, what – you mentioned last time There's there are missing ingredients in a relationship and then – I also want to get your um, your five questions that are key to creating a greater relationship. So run through those real quick. Like what are the missing ingredients in a relationship that would make it more whole, better, more enjoyable, more fulfilling, more complete?
0: I would say straight up number one is fun. Interesting. And asking for it. like, Because that's the big element that we're missing. Well, a lot of people are missing in their lives is... What if the purpose of life was to have fun? Sure. Not how much money do I make? Not how much, how successful am I? Not how right can I be? Not how, you know, whatever that is. It's like, what would be more joyful in this relationship? And mix, like, do something, have something fun. Choose more fun stuff. But also I would say, like, everything that we've talked about with the, um, having that vulnerability. Big thing. Like to be willing and vulnerability is not, I'm going to be a doormat and I'm just going to expose my, what's wrong with me. Vulnerability is going, you know what? I'm going to have no separation from the greatness of me either. Interesting. Which also when you're willing to have that, it allows you to see the greatness in somebody else. Um, What else were we talking? (laughs) (laughs) Missing ingredients. I think fun and
1: vulnerability are
0: huge. Missing ingredients. They are, and it's like, and take, it's like take it, take each day as new, okay. What what can I create today? And don't once again, it's not my relationships everything. So what can I focus on today with my relationship? It's like, it's creating you, which allows the relationship to expand.
1: Totally. Yeah you you are she is or he is the relationship. The relationship isn't an entity that you guys are in. You guys are the relationship. So the more you grow, the more the relationship grows. Dude, this is so simple. And to all the guys out there listening, I want to go back on something real quick. Honestly, ask yourself, men and women listening, I'm talking to the audience, when was the last time you had belly laugh, pee your pants fun with your partner? Seriously, ask yourself that question. Forget about vulnerability for a second. Let's just talk about the easy one when was the last time you guys just had fun and if if if, if you yeah. if you cannot recall or you're trying to manufacture like w we'll, we'll remember that time we we um uh that, that that was kind of fun like if you're manufacturing this and it's not that easy just listen yeah. to brendan like it, this is this is what you need to go work on i i have
0: i would say listen to you too it's that is well <laughs> said you thank you if you had a belly laugh in a while you need to be creating yeah. that shit and not expecting the other person to do it for you like i was but just before getting on this i'll tell him myself because i was like you know i shaved i had a bit of a beard going so i was like oh, i'll shave i left the mustache on and i took a photo with just a stupid ass face because my um the the relationship i'm in she lives in denver i'm in LA. houston and um and so I just sent this stupid ass photo of myself with a mustache going, Hey, what do you think about this? Look, is the world ready for it yet? Just purely for yeah. a laugh. Like that, that playfulness, I would say is that one of the big things that's missing too is play, right. have some playfulness in your relationship. Yeah. Like enjoy, enjoy each other. Like
1: for, for, for the audience, don't get, don't get crazy with this shit. I'm going to say something. <laughs> don't get weird with it. Like, When's the last time, guys, when's the last time you smacked your wife's ass and looked at her like, I want you? Like, when's the last time you did that? When's the last uh-huh. time? So my wife and I, like, we, I uh, she, I call it getting crazed. <laughs> she she will, there are certain TikToks, certain funny, like, bits that she will lose it on. And so one of the things that we do for uh-huh. fun is we will... Understand each other's humor so much because her humor I don't get whatsoever. And I have very crude, like <laughs> cuss words and dirty jokes, like most guys do. Humor. So it, it sounds small. There is a level at which I get her humor and I look for the shit that I know will trigger her to laugh her ass off. And whenever I'm looking for something uh-huh. during the day, or if somebody says me something. And I find something that will make her LOL. Like, that's what my daughter and I were like, oh, mom's LOLing again. Like, I send it to her. And we <laughs> trade those every day, a couple times a day, man. And we will get back. We'll get in bed after the kids go to bed. And we start, sh- we start sharing with each other again and watching them together. And when she belly laughs, like, I feel like a million bucks. Because that's, the, that's yeah, her I- out of her head. That's her, like, in the present moment, being her real her, authentic. And I love it. I love it yeah. Yeah. yeah so it doesn't take a lot of yeah. work it's a it's a couple tiktok videos and an ass slap away from your relationship getting a little bit more open that's what we're saying here today yeah. tiktok sure videos and an ass slap that's the secret
0: right. there you go there's your, your secret to creating a relationship right. it's like and start just start it out. enjoy it yeah have something find something yeah, yeah.
1: i love i really i really um i see that man so what uh any other missing ingredients? So we got fun, we got vulnerability. These are great by the way.
0: Uh well they're definitely the like making each other laugh. It's like it's huge. And just it's like change be willing to change it up. If it's not working, if it's not making either of you lighter, like if it's not giving you that joy in the relationship, what needs to change today? Sure and be willing to change it, be willing to change it every day and create it every day as something different. I mean, oh, life would be much more fun. None of us really like maintaining anything. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, so, <laughs> well, I don't, my head's blank now. I'm still thinking about TikTok videos and ass lives. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's, that's,
1: that's not my secret ingredients. I'm just saying like <laughs> like like my my wife smacked my butt the other day. We were in the kitchen and somebody was here, like maybe our nanny or somebody else was here and I like looked at her and like it made me feel like she's thinking about me right now. You know? Maybe she's thinking about me in a dirty way or maybe she's thinking like I just want to reach out to him and just like let him know I'm I'm here for him. I'm thinking about him. Like that that little stuff goes a long way. I think people go for these egotistical grand gestures. And the grand gestures are more about your bullshit and what you want than probably what the person wants. And they're conditional and they're outcome-based like we talked about earlier. I don't think the grand gestures actually mean much. When you don't have little gestures that are very personable and authentic in between those grand gestures, if you're grand gesturing every three months because you've been a dick and you got to make it up, then those grand gestures come with a yeah. shit ton of conditions. Well, remember I did that shit for you? Well, I'm yeah. not going to do that again. I mean, so it, what I've learned in my relationship, and I'm sure you can attest to this, is it's the little things. It's who you're being on that hourly or daily basis that actually makes up the big chunks of the relationship. And then the grand gestures, they're amazing. They're not in conditioning or being or, or a part of a condition. You know
0: and that's it it's it's every little choice that you make in the relationship that's creating the relationship as a whole it's not one big choice so it's like so i would say even that is another missing ingredient is look at it and go when you go to go to fight or argument or judgment is what one small choice do i have right now that would create more ease with this and instead of going to judgment you you go wow interesting point of view i have that point of view like you actually start practicing allowance or you go to go to fight and you go oh i'm triggered again i'm going to take a moment take some space for myself and i'll go to fight you know you make a different choice in the moment which is creating the the space of the relationship and also i'll give you a couple other things as soon as they just popped into my head is what we tend to do is we tend to accuse others of what we ourselves are doing so if you're going, you know, if you've got these accusations going on in your relationship is go, okay, where am I actually doing this? There's one thing that, That's it's awesome. like, I love that one. Um, you know, I had, a, I had a, I had a girlfriend years and years ago. Well, she was actually, um, I was with her for quite a long time, but she used to always, always, always accuse me of cheating on her, And I was like, what, like, what are you talking about? I found out many years after I'd left her that she was the one cheating on me and I didn't have this tool then. Those who accuse others, uh, oftentimes they themselves are the ones doing it. So look at that in your own world. But also in in the getting out of the judgment part, because judgment is a massive killer of relationships, is whenever you have a judgment of anyone, whenever you have a judgment of anyone, look and go, okay, so where have I been or done that? Because the only way that we have a judgment of anything is if we've been or done it ourselves because that's where the judgment comes from. And then go, you know what? Okay, and, and, but, but be present with it and actually, and stop once again. what What's another choice I have right now rather than going into judgment? Makes perfect sense. I want to wrap up on this. Sex as a weapon. Okay.
1: Sex in relationship and using it as... Um, maybe that's not that's not the right way to put it control yeah yeah like there's an insecurity in a lot of guys that have a much hotter woman or or man than they think Um, that they are that they should deserve or something or they deserve and and that and sex with that person becomes this like catalyst or something i I don't know i I'm, i'm 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 formulating this question but um a lot of relationships are based on a sexual component. They a lot of a lot of people don't really enjoy each other. They're not together. Together, they're not connected. Yet they have great sex. What's the danger in that? Not having a well-rounded relationship and it being more about physical pleasure than like depth of the human beings together. What's the dangers in that?
0: Well. I would say the danger in it is only if you expect the other person to, to desire what you desire. Like if you have that expect, if the sex is good and that's all that's good. Um, and the other person has no desire for anything greater than that. Enjoy the sex, but recognize that you're there for the sex. If the, you know, so that's where the expect, that's where you don't want to do the expectation, but it's like, um, If, you know, in a relationship, if there's, if there's space for expansion, then acknowledge, you know what, the sex is great. And what else could we add to the relationship that would create, uh, more joy with it? Sure. But acknowledge, you know, the sex is great. It's awesome, but it doesn't have to be the source for the creation of the relationship. What else is possible that we're not asking for? Yeah. And that's
1: where, and how did you get so lucky? (laughs) Right. Right. And that's where, that's where stepping out. And looking at yourself, both of you, yeah. would elevate that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, yeah. dude.
0: And it's like, and yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead. I think that was awesome. Finish it up. Well, I was just going to say, it's like, it's, once again, it's like, it's, I've had, you know, relationships where it's like you have, you're not willing to lose certain elements of it. So once again, that thing controls yeah. you. So you'll get in a relationship like that, and then it's like, well, if I leave this, I'll never have sex again. Right. Well, you've already become you've already become owned by that. Right. Rather than look at it and be, you know, be a question of, I wonder what else is possible beyond it. Because you know, you, the other thing, like w- what we've talked about, you don't know what's going on in the other person's world until you ask them. We we need to stop assuming that the other person has some point of view or until you ask somebody what's really true for them, you don't get the awareness of what's actually going on. Say that again. Until you ask somebody a question, you don't actually get the awareness of what's true for them and what's like, what's going on in their world. You, you're doing assumption rather than, you know what, what, what's like for me, if that was me, like in that relationship where, where it was just about sex, I'd go, Hey, like, um, you know, I was looking at this, and I love the sex, it's epic. Do you, like, is there anywhere that you desire more than that? Not from expectation, from pure curiosity, which allows them to go, you know what? I was actually thinking the same thing. Then you've just opened a doorway to a different possibility, which means now you can both look at it and go, okay, so now what else is possible? What else would you like is this relationship? And they're like, well, you know what? This would be fun. This would yep. be fun. This would be fun. Then you choose one of those things, and then it opens up another door. You've just gone from sex is all right. there is to walking through two doors into a completely different possibility Agreed. for both of Agreed. you. Agreed. I love it. Well,
1: dude, this I, I could literally ask you like fifty more questions. There's so many things that pop up that when we're talking, <laughs> but uh, dude, we'll just have you back. We'll this is part. Just, we'll just have you we'll part three. We'll just go yeah. part three. Um, <laughs> oh, dude, this, exactly. this is great. I, really appreciate your knowledge, your time. Um, thanks for coming on here again. Like I know the audience is going to benefit from this and it's, and it's coming like, yeah, you were on before. And I always tell people like, you're going to get new shit because they're different and I'm different. I don't ask the same questions because I'm not the guy yeah. from 18 months ago who asked questions like that. It's not,
0: Oh, well, I'm definitely not <laughs> the same guy from 18 months ago. That I <laughs> that much.
1: You still love those loud shirts though. <laughs>
0: Love right? loud shirts. I, love I don't it. think that's ever going to. Dude it takes a it takes a very yeah. secure
1: man to pull off a very loud shirt like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Especially when you add a little bit of that's what pink I'm in there yeah, and it. shit like that. I would wear. I, I would do it.
1: I threw out all my uh, all my button downs when I moved to California, but I would I would totally. I love that shirt, man. I love the the one you wore in the last
0: one. <laughs> cool. Well, let's see what number episode yes. three, uh, number yep. three bro. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? <laughs>
1: Brendan, thanks for being here, man. Really appreciate you, your time, your expertise. And uh, where can people find you?
0: Uh, they can check me out on my website, which is or And also, I'd say check out accessconsciousness.com. I'm on there also and a bunch of other awesome people and heaps of you know free tools and, and resources and just cool stuff, which I think a lot of your um, listeners would get into, like this different being more of a question yeah yeah and empowerment empowerment be more of a question and you know one of the things i know about anyone listening to this is you're seeking something different or you wouldn't be listening
1: this this. isn't just an entertainment for an hour listen to two guys yenta back
0: and forth not i would have I would have told way more jokes. Than
1: it was <laughs> entertainment. I had a comedian on yesterday, man. I was in stitches the whole freaking time. I don't, I don't, I don't need that again. I, I, I lost, I lost my place. I lost track of time. Freaking interview went an hour and forty-five minutes. I like, I had to push my whole day back. It was, I got lost in this like time warp. So anyway, um, thanks for being here, man. We'll, we'll, we'll get another one booked too for maybe like six months from now and just kind of have a, a follow-up. Yeah, cool. yeah. Audience. Nice. Sounds good. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one.